so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. Picture at Los Angeles 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you'll ever need to listen to. Who am I? I think I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And I think that this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. Am I right about that? I should hope that you know what you're talking about, because mm. we've been doing this for mm. Four a thousand years, now. years. Yeah. We just watched Season 7, Episode 16, The Commitments, which aired on January 25th, 1992, and is the one where um, B. Arthur's drunk for half the episode and yeah. then is sober for the other half uh, because she dates um, the dead guy from Weekend at Bernie's. Who's That's in right. A he was band. that. I uh-huh. totally forgot about that. Wow. A lot of people, I think, don't recognize him because in is Weekend he, at Bernie's... He's not really British, is he? No. His name is Terry Kaiser. <laughs> But in Weekend at Bernie's, for 98% of the movie, he's dead and wearing sunglasses. In every sequel, too. Yeah, well, there was one movie. There was Weekend at Bernie's, too, and then that's it. Wait, there was one sequel. Yeah. He was still dead. Yes. I never saw either of them. Okay. (laughs) Yes, he was dead. Didn't he start to smell by the sequel? Oh, I mean, there... What was the logic there? Was it like the next day? I hope so, because rigor mortis sets in pretty quickly. I mean, the movie doesn't really follow science mm. and, and human biology Got and it. and the breakdown of you know gases in the body and and yes yeah, rigor mortis and decomposition. Your and, body start, it's and still and there were no flies. There were no larvae hatching. Yeah, hope you guys are enjoying lunch. Mm, We've we missed you guys. We just had fat burger. We did. I'm ninety percent sure I'm going to burp into the microphone. If I do, I apologize. Blah, blah. <clears throat> But yeah, this is a bit of a sleeper episode, to be honest. This is an episode that, like, when we started it, I didn't remember what it was about. And then the whole, it feels like an episode that was just like, okay, yeah, this is just a, it's a basic episode. It's a good episode, but it's it's not like, it's not like a lesbian, like the last one. You know what I mean? That everyone knows and remembers a line Mm -hmm. from. Except there are lines in this episode I do recall. Yeah. Rose had some good jokes. Yeah. Um, So it. The episode opens with Dorothy just Dorothy's completely fretting. In okay. this episode? Yes, let's talk about her outfits. On point. We are talking Flow City. Why doesn't she have a Beyonce fan wherever she goes? I know. Her outfits, she also wore two variations of the same outfit. And the first well, one... let's be real. All of her outfits are variations well, no, of the same outfit. but these ones were the same. And yeah. the, the, the first one that she wore, it was like a very mature... Mm-hmm. Um, Barney template, like a purple and green. You've said that about her with many a times. Silk gold I underlay. Think, I think you're tall, fat shaming her. No, I'm. Th- those are Barney's colors. Remember, he was plum. He was purple, and then had a green tummy. Wait, how do you not think Dorothy, Barney when you see purple and green? Um, because Dorothy was before Barney. So what if I see Barney and I think Dorothy? Well, then great. Then that's the way it should be. <laughs> but then later she's wearing the same outfit yeah. that the it's color like a, palette, it's like plum and yeah, lavender. Yeah, it's a little bit deeper. And her jewelry. She had so much gorgeous, <sighs> long dangly earrings, long layered necklaces. The I was obsessed. The whole episode I kept thinking like, does she wear elastic waistlines or are they buttoned? Elastic. You think elastic too? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think elastic. Oh, Michael says buttoned. The fat. The oh, both. Both, both are buttoned. Why, why do you say both? Please give him a mic. 
Well, like 90s pants usually have an elastic back bit, like a button closure in the front. Oh. He would know. He would know. He was on Project Runway. He would know. He knows these things. Wow. Michael Brambilla, thank you. He's our fashion <laughs> consultant for the for the podcast. <laughs> Great fashion consultant he is. I do love those ideas of like like elastic in the back, button in the front, because then you give the semblance of being like, yes, I can wear pants that are just buttoned. I always stay the same size. And then no one needs to see the back of you. That's stretchy. That's like a fun take on a mullet business in the front party in the back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I it want- is. It's it's business. Button in the front uh-huh. and then a party in the back. I want all of my pants to be like that. Yeah. What did you, you say, Michael? Everything. You can eat all the tacos with my You yeah. can eat all the tacos. All the tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dorothy has a blind date and she wants, and she's like so stressed about this. She did wants, we ever find out how she got this blind date? No, but no. here's the thing. She has a blind date. She wants Blanche to go out with him because she made other plans. Why doesn't she just cancel the date? That's a great question. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe because she's probably thinking, well, why ruin this guy's night? He doesn't know anything about her anyway. It's a blind date. So what's the difference if he goes out with Blanche or Dorothy? You know what I, I mean? Guess. Like, And maybe she's actually thinking of the well-being of the guy being like, I'm not going to be a dick and ruin his night. He could have a perfectly good night with Blanche. Okay. That answers that question. Here's my other question. When Dorothy says she has a blind date and wants Blanche to go out with him, yeah. all of the women laugh as if it's the Funniest fucking thing any of them have ever heard. Dorothy doesn't go on dates. Okay. That's why everyone's I like mean, Dorothy in a blind date. That's like an elephant in a in a in a in a swimsuit. It's just it doesn't happen. Well, it's so weird. If it were me, <laughs> yeah, my concern, I'd be like, oh my gosh, my friend Dorothy has a blind date. She doesn't want to go on it. She wants somebody else to. What's wrong with her? Like, let's check up on our friend and make sure she's okay. Well, she is okay. She has other plans, more fun plans that she's more excited about because she is choosing to do things that make her happy and not what society tells her she should be doing. Oh, snap! I think we're going to disagree a lot in this episode. (laughs) So the reason Dorothy wants to cancel her date is that she won tickets on the radio to the Beatlemania dinner theater. I feel like they... She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On this show, I feel like they just kind of throw dinner theater onto so like every oh, event. You know who got their start in dinner theater? Burt Reynolds. No, oh. Shania Twain. Did she? Yes, up in Canada at a casino and oh, an Indian you know reservation. What? She said oh, she would have voted Native for Trump American. if she can, so she don't impress me much. Oh, I hate when people do that. It was a mistake, and she just said something, and who cares? She understands why people voted for her. Let her live. Mm, I don't know. She didn't know. Also, we um, talked about that on the podcast. Oh, okay. Our new podcast, which is called what? You're making it worse, which people can download how many episodes now? Three episodes. Wow. Yeah. Who are the guests? Oh my God. It's Alaska Thunderfuck, Moshe Kesher, and Nicole Byer. And it's on Starburns Industries. Everybody should do it. We'll talk about it again at the end of the podcast as a plug. (laughs) When Dorothy talks about how much she loves the Beatles, she says that she's like, they were the first and only rock and roll group I ever loved. What's and the way she says rock and roll makes me think B. Arthur has never listened to yeah, rock and roll. No, she doesn't know clue what she's talking about. What's so ironic is, like, I, I can believe the character Dorothy Spornak would have been into, because she got pregnant very young. Mm-hmm. So she probably missed out on a lot of things that kids were doing and people around her age were doing in the 60s. Yeah. And, and so... I, I buy that. I buy her being into the Beatles because the Beatles started in, what, 64? So it makes sense. Like, if the timeline matches up, sort of. Um, 
the, the actress, B. Arthur, in the 1960s was living a vastly different life from what Dorothy Zbornak would have been living mm-hmm. insofar as she was a Broadway, she was becoming a Broadway legend. She was like in Fiddler on the Roof. She was soon to be in MAME. She was going to be a Broadway figure, song and dance woman. Nowhere mm. near the Beatles, like, interest. Like, her, her and the Beatles, opposites, magnets. Yeah. I can't go together. You know, it's, yeah. It was yeah. A, yeah. So it's funny to hear her talk about the Beatles as if she's excited when in reality she was like, mm, I love cabaret. Like, that's yeah. what she would have been excited about. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. Yes. We both reached for the gun. <laughs> that's what she would have been excited about. Amazing. <laughs> So Blanche is like, yeah, okay, I'll go on your date. Yeah. He arrives, and his name is Jerry, and he's played by... Uh, Ken Howard. Ken, Ken Howard, Howard is a is a longtime character actor. He's been in a bunch of shit, but he won an Emmy for his portrayal of um, one of the Onassis's or whatever in the Grey Gardens movie with Drew Barrymore and Jessica Lange. Yes. Yeah, he was on 30 Rock. He played Hank Hooper oh, for that's right, 30 uh, nine Rock. episodes. Yeah, he's been on a bunch um, of stuff. Michael yeah. Clayton. He was in that George Clooney movie, Michael Clayton. Mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He died recently. Yes, he did. He died in 2016 at the age of 71. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he He was a looker, he was too. He was one of those tall, bald guys that are like so big that you know that if you slept with them you would probably feel embarrassed because like his hands are so big and it makes other things look small not saying anything but he still was hot he's not he's not really my type yeah but you know not everyone can be stan yeah i know so um when he shows up uh what should i call michael is mm. michael enrique mas <laughs> You didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> Michael or Enrique Mas. So we call we call Carrie's boyfriend Stan. We've never mentioned his name on the podcast. Even I though guess we kind of flubbed it a little bit, even though he's been a guest. Yeah, and he appears tagged in all of my social media posts. It's no big mystery. It's now just become a game for us. Yeah. So Michael, you as uh, um, a Hispanic American. Enrique Mas was the television newscaster who... But you have to say it like this. Enrique Mas! <laughs> Is that offensive? <laughs> anyway, when yeah. Jerry shows up, yeah. um, Blanche, Sophia, and Rose are so smitten by him that they mm. all pretend to be Dorothy. I'm Dorothy Spornak. I'm Dorothy Spornak. Which is very reminiscent of when Burt Reynolds shows up and he's like, yeah. which one of you is Sophia Petrillo? And they're all like, I am. No, no. He says, which one of you is the slut? Oh, that's right. And they all raise their hand. That's right. He shows up yeah. to pick up Sophia. Yes. Thank you for correcting me. You're I would welcome. have gotten dragged over Which the is coals. strange because I never am the one to remember anything. I know. Um, but so Blanche, uh, he keeps asking like, well, so sorry, who's Dorothy Spornak? Yeah. And then Blanche goes, I'm Dorothy Spornak's best friend, Blanche. I'm feeling in for her cause she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then Which, they leave. I mean, what, after we learn why he is so hesitant to touch Blanche, it's actually a really insensitive joke because if he thought, oh, my wife dies and now my first blind date in a long time oh. dies. Am I just now the new rose, but in yeah, male I was gonna form? Say, yeah, I going to say, yeah. Aw. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Got real. Blanche just being so insensitive. Insen- but how would she know? She wouldn't know. Yeah. Which is how many jokes go. 
But even though Blanche is excited to go on the date, it actually doesn't go very well. No, because he won't kiss her. He won't touch her. He made he her pay for half. He made her pay for half. Which, okay, when we learn later that he's, like, uncomfortable with dating and stuff, the paying for the half and stuff, like, if he was being all old school and shit and waiting to kiss and waiting to put his diddle in her piddle, like, then... Okay, well, he would have paid for the meal because that's what dudes did back in, like, 1914. Well, what's interesting is that, yeah, he kind of splits his behavior in that, you know, he he's trying to be this sort of feminist, you know, women want equality now. Uh, so he's like, that's why I let you pay for half. I didn't want to insult you. And so he's treating her that way. But you're right, on the flip side, mm-hmm. he's still... Um, behaving like his dating, yeah, you know, tendencies. Uh, it, it's like he just he didn't read that part of the I article. Always welcome. If someone else wants to pay for dinner, I'll I'll gladly let them. Like I have no prospect. I'll even put out if I have to. Well, just like for a Rose free meal. says when Blanche tells her, she's like, "Sounds to me like you put out before dinner again." <laughs> <laughs> That'll never do. Put out before but it dinner. Actually, is a smart idea because then you're not bloated. Mm. Yeah. Think about it. Well, that's why you eat light. Yeah, but whoever wants to eat light when, like, tiramisu is an option. Oh, God, I love tiramisu. Yeah, it's delicious. Mm, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I want some tiramisu now. We can go to Palermo's and get Great. it. Great. Yeah. Sophia goes to Palermo's. <laughs> yeah. So then this is when Dorothy comes out, and uh-huh. this is where B. Arthur is just wasted for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> she is, she's beetle high. She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, you gotta do it like, she comes in, she's like, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. So, oh gosh. It's so, okay, it's so, it's so much because it's absurd that B. Arthur, actress, Maud, first abortion on television, like, you know, iconic woman, is spending an entire episode basically going, the Beatles, I can't take it, my clit. Like, she oh, literally, Jesus. literally, that's who, that's what she's doing the entire episode. She is flipping the fuck out. And I'm just thinking, in B. Arthur's head, she has to be going, I have Emmys. I'm, like, iconic. Well, remember last episode, she was like, Mr. Gordon. <laughs> I just feel bad for Dorothy. So Dorothy comes out, talks about the amazing time she had last night. Mm. It was, it was, she was euphoric. It was kismet. Mm. Their relationship. They had coffee afterwards. Yes. Which, why have coffee that late at night? Why not? I do all the time. I hope it was decaf. Anyway. I mean, I, I do switch sometimes to decaf. Yeah. Yes. So then Weekend at Bernie's comes out wearing her robe. Fully alive. Fully alive. And as Michael pointed out, he was like, why didn't he just put his clothes back on? Yeah, like, why yeah. does he have to come out with in Dorothy's like low cut robe, which it looks like did, it wouldn't even fit her. It did fit him very nicely. Yeah. Yes. And then I wonder, well, maybe in like a fit of ecstasy, if he was wearing like a, like a black and white suit, like when mm. the Beatles went on Ed Sullivan for their first appearance, maybe she ripped it off of him and his clothes were in tatters or, or titters, as maybe, Dorothy says at the beginning of the episode to describe the word laughter. I've never heard somebody say titters. You also asked about um, bumper crop, which is an old farming term. It's when the crops come to season and they're particularly high that season. Oh, what, what was the joke where they said something about bumper crops? I forget. I forget the joke. 
but it, they mentioned it in the episode, and that's what it means. When you were like, what does she say? Bumper crops, to me, sounds like a horror movie, like The Babadook or like <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. It's I, like- only, I only know about it because of Missouri farming. My aunt was a farmer, and it's like a thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, just wow. I'm really white. Well, if you, have, if you guys ever have questions about cranberry bogs, I know everything. I don't even know what that is. That's where cranberries grow. We'll talk about it later. Will we? You have to flood the bog and then they, they pop up and then you got to like rake them in. It's a whole thing. To quote Michael, I didn't ask. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm sorry. So anyway, Don, aka I'm just going to call him Weekend of Bernie's. Yeah. Um, he's played by Terry Kaiser, who is still alive. Get it, Terry. And working as wow. well. Um, he was born in 1939, so he's old AF. That's um, not AF. No, Barbara I know. Streisand was born then, too. No, it's okay. He, my dad's only like five years older than him or something. Um, yeah, he just works a lot. Of course, everybody knows him from Weekend at Bernie's, but he's done other stuff, too, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, because <laughs> he was on the Golden Girls. JK, it does. Um, no, he... they. She admits that Dorothy threw her underwear at him on the stage. And Sophia is not having it. Sophia is like, you are admitting that you took a stranger home and did anal. I'm assuming. I'm inferring. I'm inferring. You're, yeah, you're really. But I mean, think about it. She did anal. Maybe. I mean, think, look how happy she is. That is a woman who. Tried something new for the first time. Did like ayahuasca and just went to town. (laughs) You know what I mean? She just like had a transforming experience. Yeah. Yeah. Also, here's a fun piece of IMDb trivia from this episode. Estelle Getty and Terry Kaiser both appeared in a mannequin movie. Estelle Getty appears in Mannequin as Claire Timken, and Terry Kaiser appeared in the sequel of the movie as Count Spretzel Sorcerer. It's not, watch Mannequin because Kim Cattrall is absolutely amazing. And when she's on the back of Andrew McCarthy's motorcycle and they're playing Nothing Can Stop Me Now by Starship, like it's, Send this chance forever. Send this song forever. It's so amazing. Don't watch the second one with the original um, Christy Swanson, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Lair. Yeah, that was bad. Not worth it. I that said Lair, really Slayer, not yeah. the porn version. It's terrible. The backstory is horrific. It makes no what sense. What was the backstory? It was like she was an old time. She was like an old, not even Roman goddess. I don't know. It was from like thousands of years ago. And then she comes back to life. She was like a handmaid or something. I don't know. It's just terrible. It's good, right? It makes you want to get on the back of a motorcycle. It does. With a guy from a John Hughes movie. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, so <laughs> can we talk about how creepy it is that Weekend at Bernie's does the British accent the entire time? When it's a bad one, too. She came for me, love. It makes me think he's unwell. Yeah. Do you think he's just doing it because he knows Dorothy finds it sexy? And that all women find it sexy? Maybe. Probably. I mean, use what you got is what I say, you know. I wouldn't appreciate it. I want to be like, Weekend at Bernie's, I want to know the real you. No, no. I want, if you know something works for you, use it. Like, for me, I'm always like, I have HBO. But you, that's being true to yourself. You have HBO. He's, he's. But what if I had access to your HBO and I said I had HBO, but really I was using your access to HBO. But. I was using it to advance my life and sexual activity. Well, first of all, I know you don't have access to my HBO Go because I steal my mother's HBO Go. (laughs) So (laughs) suck it. I pay for mine. Thank you. So Dorothy 
like puts her hand in his chesty hairs mm. and is like, he followed me home, Ma. Can I keep him? <laughs> and she says that he plays George, which I yeah. think is supposed to be funny because he's, I guess, objectively the worst Beatle. But um, like, is there a worse Beatle? Yeah, Ringo. But Ringo was in Shining Time Station. He played the he played the conductor after George Carlin. Yeah, you lost me. And okay. also played the conductor after. Oh, after George Carlin did? Yeah. Oh, okay. George My Carlin. Bad. You sleep with George Carlin. You don't sleep with the guy who replaces George Carlin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think drummers are I pretty mean, sexy. Ringo, I, yeah, Ringo's fine. Ringo's sexy, sure. Like, I, I, I would sleep with any of the Beatles because, you know, it would be an excellent story. But in the order of sexy... For me, personally, I would choose George first. Really? I would definitely okay. put George first because George had a deep soul. He was deep. Yeah. He was, yeah, he had a lot going on. And he wrote a lot of the songs, most of the, not most songs, but a lot of like the popular ones. Wow. Um, and then I would go on to John because, you know, that would be a lot of laughs. And Why? Then, because he was silly and weird and like deep in a like odd way. I feel like John would be someone really fun to go to like Joshua Tree with. Yeah. And go to like oh, a yeah. sound bath. Oh, yeah. You'd be naked with John. All the time. Well, yeah, curled up, getting your picture taken. Yeah, but you'd just be, like, hanging out naked, like, watching House Hunters, you know? Mm. Um, And then I would go to Paul and then Ringo. Okay. I don't think I've said this, but um, because we talked about it before we started recording, but I learned about the Beatles from, like, the Golden Girls. I love that. I had no idea. Like, I knew kind of when I was a kid, because this episode came out when I was 10, almost 10, not even 10. And... uh, uh, this was when I was watching the show, like, as it was airing, and I, I, yeah, I remember learning and not knowing anything about it, and then in, like, 93 is when I really started, like, buying my own music that wasn't Disney soundtracks or Madonna-related, <laughs> you know, and I learned about the Beatles. I was like, oh, yeah, Dorothy liked the Beatles, and then that's, that was my interest in the Beatles, and you know what? I don't really give a fuck about them. I don't have. I I enjoy. Some People of, get angry I enjoy at me about that music. They don't get angry. They get angry because you're impartial to the Beatles. I really just. I I don't. I I get it, but I'm also like. Whatever. Well, then that's fine. You're like I get it. That should be fine. Nobody should need to. Argue I get why a point. people like them. They were. They had good songs. Oh, darling is my is like one of my favorite. Beatles yeah, songs. I like their songs when they're sung by other people. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I do like them as songwriters. What's your favorite Beatles cover? Um, there was a Sarah McLaughlin one that was really good from that I Am Sam soundtrack and also an Amy Mann one that was really good um, from that same soundtrack. And then... Uh, Michael, do you have a favorite Beatles cover? I'm going to put Simone, you on the spot. Nina Simone. I have no idea. Yeah, he hates the Beatles. Yeah, I, was like, I literally... Yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Nina Simone did also a really good cover on um, some songs of the 60s album that she did. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I loved the monkeys, Michael. I used to watch the monkeys all the time. I had the biggest crush on Davy Jones. I was really bummed. How old are you? How old am I? The monkeys was on Literally like 53. Saturday mornings. Right, Michael? Yeah. Yeah. And we used to laugh at their accent because it's like, Peter. Yes. <laughs> Real British accents, mind you. Snooze. Snooze. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. So. Yes. Dorothy's in love and drunk. Yeah. Um, she's drunk in love. She's drunk in love. Um, let's keep going with Dorothy's story for a minute, and then we'll get back to Blanche. Yeah, okay. Because um, that one was like, that Dorothy storyline just ended. There was no closure to it. We don't know how he reacted. Like, there was nothing to it. So, 
she has she's so in love with Weekend at Bernie's, she's mm-hmm. convinced him to quit Beatlemania. And do his own music. His own music, and that she's his muse. Mm-hmm. I'm his muse. And then Sophia calls her Yoko's Bornak because if they didn't make that joke, <laughs> I would have I would have written a letter at the time. <laughs> Did Yoko really break up the Beatles? I mean, I don't I don't know. This is my impersonation of Yoko Ono. Impression. Singing. Impression. <clears throat> I feel like that's offensive. That's literally how she sounds. I'll pull up a song and you'll be like, wow, that was uncanny. All right. Pull it up and I'll keep talking. So meanwhile, um, Jerry comes by and he's like, look, Blanche, I need to talk to you. And he tells her that he d- his wife died two years ago and he recently read up on what women want. And it, okay. Not far, not far off. Sound pretty similar. I kind of like it. I find it relaxing. Well, that's because that was stuff she did with John Lennon. Okay. Yeah. And he was doing it. Anyway, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, you know, Jerry's basically like, I'm a feminist. And Blanche is like, I don't want to be treated as your equal. I want to be treated a lot better than you. Which, I mean, claps to that. I am all about that Like a goddess. Yes. She deserves to be treated like a goddess. And if you live that way, that means you're putting that out into the world saying, I deserve this. I want this. I'm worthy of this. I'm all about it. So then they continue dating, I guess. And then, I don't know, maybe on another day. um, She coerces him into a motel room. Before that, she comes into the kitchen and she's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and Sophia and Rose are sitting there and she's like, I have a serious question, but I want you to think long and hard before answering. Am I ugly? Yes. That's Sophia. Yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> Blanche calls her an old worm woman, which I love. And we don't know what her problem is yet, but she's like. I'm in love with Jerry. She says no one since George has made her feel that way and she hates it because they've gone on five dates. Yeah, and he hasn't. He won't touch touch her. her. He won't touch her. But here's the thing. He just told her that his wife died two years ago and he hasn't really dated. So wouldn't that kind of clue her in like, oh. Did he just tell her that? Yeah, he had just told her that. So... Yeah. Maybe. So it just feels like well, she could have. No, I, I call bullshit on that. A, dude, Jerry, you old. Okay. You old. And time's a ticking. And she's been dead for two years. I get it. You were in love. Two years, bitch. Five dates. Touch the small of her back. Maybe give her a little peck on the cheek. Maybe give her a fucking hug. You don't have to put your tongue down her voo-voo. You just need to, like, you know, give a little love. Just give a little affection. I love tongue down her voo voo. Um, <laughs> but yes, I agree with you on that. But can't it, it would it would behoove Blanche instead of like getting in her own head and and spiraling out of control. This man just came to her and said, "I'm sorry. I made. I'm sorry. I treated you that mm-hmm. way. But here's why." And now she's concerned because he's treating her another way, and it's like. 
he already had one open conversation with like, I'm so sorry of this about this miscommunication. Yeah. Why not just go, hey, we seem to have an open dialogue about this dating process. What's going on? Here's what I want. But instead, she gets in her head and she spirals. Well, of course, because she she said at the beginning of the episode, she wants to be treated better than that. She wants, I mean, and that's his job. Now, she put that into the world. She said, this is what I need. And he agreed to go forth with that because he thought he was on the same page as her then. And guess what? He's still doing the same goddamn bullshit thing, not touching the small of her back. All you got to do is touch the small of her back. That sends everyone into a boo-hoo. Mm. Anyway, I think Blanche should have said something, but... Um, I think he should have. But she's so in her head that her the act break of the episode is she's literally like, Blanche Devereaux has lost her sex appeal. <gasps> and I feel like we need to get that veterinarian back who treated the minx from when she was going through menopause. Oh, he was good. Because remember, he like... He was mm-hmm. good. And he was sexy, too. And he wore, like, a polo shirt. I think it was purple. I don't recall him being sexy. But I think he mm. could get her... He was definitely sexy. Back. He was... Um. So then when we come back... um, It's so funny. This next scene made me feel like... Everybody was kind of, it made me feel like the writers were aware that they were writing the scene where all the women sit around talking about their problems and a woman, one of the women tells a story Uh and then they figure it out and they kind of turn that scene on its head where Blanche is kind of like, okay, come on, don't want to, you have a story where a man doesn't sleep with you. It's almost (laughs) as if to say like, come on, somebody's going to tell a story in this scene. That's what always happens on this show. And then Rose says, this is actually my favorite joke in the entire episode. It's a good joke. Um, Rose is like, I have a story. And all the women are like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And Blanche is like, okay, Rose, but keep it short. Ten words or less. And Rose goes, the time I was radioactive. (laughs) And it's so perfect. (laughs) It's so And it's never explained. It's never explained. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I was was radioactive. Yeah. The time I was radioactive. (laughs) That is the best joke. <laughs> because, because yes, that would happen to Rose. Yep. <laughs> it's not even like, they. I feel like, it, they don't even say like, that time I was hit by a radioactive thing and then blah, blah, blah. She yeah. just says the time I was radioactive. <laughs> that's good. And then they uh, go to Sophia. It's another, that's what the crow said moment as far as I'm concerned. And Sophia says there was a moment when Warren Beatty turned her down for sex. Or no, she turned Warren Beatty down. How did it go? He turned, her down. He turned, he turned Warren, her down. Which, I mean, that not a surprise. And uh, Blanche goes, so Rose, you were radioactive. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then, then the scene ends. And it just Nobody ends. even tells the story. They were like, the story. They were like, you guys all know where this is going. We'll just get past it. Now, yeah. this is... Where uh, this is the scene you started talking about Blanche, earlier? Hotel room. We're at the they're at the motel in which, Hawaii that has the clapper in the room. Blanche which, was pulling like basically kind of a Harvey Weinstein. No. Yeah. Well, he tricked her. He she tricked him to come up to a hotel room, which he was confused by, and then she seduced him. That is Weinstein 101. Well, seduction and assault. True. She didn't assault him. I mean, she did throw him down on the bed. I mean, it's not far off. 
Frazier is so stressed out right now. I think he has he's hacking up a hairball. Is he hacking? I can't hear it, which is good because that oh, that's means great. they can't hear it either. And you're bringing up something that they have no clue what's going on. Are you okay, on. buddy? I'm just, just concerned. He's just having a little coffee cough. Okay. We'll keep an eye on you. Yeah. Um, I also felt like this is now season seven of the show. You know, yeah. they probably got, they got tons of money, good size budget, you know, for like. They the, know they're ending at this point. The mechanical bed that comes out of the wall. Like they build these like fun, like contraptions, yeah. like the thing that comes out of the ceiling. It actually the does bar. seem like just a really fun room. Like sex or not, seems fun. To me, that seems like the type of room that you could accidentally get killed in because of a mechanism that Wait, short circuits. Did Michael said something while we were watching where, oh, no, we're, we're not there yet. We'll wait till it. Sorry. It, um, comes, at the, it comes at the very end. Okay. Um, so this scene, so she's basically trying everything to seduce Jerry. Yeah. She, she claps and turns the lights off. Well, she at this gets point, it's drinks. been like seven or so days. She pulls like, the bed out. It, the desperation was very similar to me as the scene is, is the journey um, to the center of attention where mm. she gets really desperate and sings up on the piano, yeah. like desperate Blanche. But this makes is different though. I relate to Blanche here because like that many dates in, I don't give a fuck if your wife died two years ago or not like that many dates in just fucking give me a kiss or a touch or something to show that, that I, you're not just trying to be my buddy. I will say that, I was I was confused by Jerry's reaction because, you know, she's trying to push him down on the bed and he's like, Blanche, whatever. And then he's like, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish, but it didn't work. And then he leaves and I'm like, this, Jerry, what do you mean? Like, she, I, I think it was pretty obvious what she was trying to accomplish. I like, think Jerry's a homosexual. Oh. What if his wife was Pat? <gasps> That's not how that works. Image consultant. <laughs> You're like that episode of The Office when Michael's like, maybe Oscar and Angela are gay together. And they're like, no, Michael, that's not how that works. <laughs> um, that's the highest compliment you've ever given me. Also, <laughs> I love that there was a mirror on the ceiling in true yeah. Blanche Devereaux style. I want a mirror on the ceiling. We've talked about this in past episodes. Yeah. No Do you want to tell the story again about the doctor that, that kept the woman dead and his and then no. her family found out about it? They don't need to hear that for a Do you want to talk about time. the time that you solved a case on Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> that's the, oh, no, it's a different story. You're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the time you were worried about ants? <laughs> in my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic stories. You need to put out a coffee table book. Who wants to help? Who wants to publish my coffee table book? <laughs> them on the podcast enough imagine hearing them like in the car multiple times <laughs> i'm like i've heard it i, I know the story <laughs> amazing yeah matt you guys only hear it once a week and if that we're doing bi-weekly now yeah you, you only hear it bi-weekly mm. imagine hearing it every goddamn day <laughs> <laughs> so um Dorothy. It, it so, doesn't work. He leaves. Jerry leaves. Jerry, Jerry, leaves. Jerry storms out storms very out. angry. And then later that night, um, Dorothy walks in and pulls a Blanche Devereaux and that mm. she says, I'm stunned. Stunned. Completely stunned. And um, she said that basically Weekend at Bernie's music sucks. The way, <laughs> the way she broke and she was just like, it was so bad. Mm -hmm. It was so good. That was a really good moment. It was great. She said yeah. um, it was a tribute. His music was a tribute to Dorothy. And there was a line or a song called dot dot. What a girl I got. 
That's my mom's name. My mom's name is Dorothy. I know I've said this on the podcast before, wow. but so I liked it because that's my mom's name. Yeah. But it also, it started with, I forget When the we song. shower together, we don't have to turn on hot. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Um, I don't kidding. shower with people, but uh, it ended with kung, everybody's kung fu fighting. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine him singing that? Everybody was kung fu fighting. I know. Is he doing the accent as a solo I don't know. artist? I mean, the Beatles didn't sound British when they sang. No. They were like... And he's still doing the accent later when he hits on Rose. How does that work? Your accent goes away when you sing? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I'm it's sh- the universal language. That and math. Yeah. I mean, you know, people have different, you know, like, there are different conversions for miles and kilometers, but... That's n- just systems. That's just systems. Of math, but, of like, math. numbers are the same. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, mm. like a two is a two everywhere. A two is a two everywhere. Except for places that don't understand math. Except for places that just have like hieroglyphics and stuff. Well, I don't think they exist anymore. Why are we talking so low? People are going to turn up their volume and then we're going to. We're going to get, get angry letters. Sorry, we're um, back to being loud. <laughs> so, Dorothy has a moment where she's like, this guy's music is terrible. Is it possible that. Because I love the Beatles so much, I just kind of transferred my love onto him. Yes, it, yes, it is 100% it is that. why. Yeah. And she needs her mom. Um, and then Blanche comes and just stands in the doorway and she goes... She's wearing a that beautiful blue dress. I, that, she, I can't her get over that. Amazing. That dress was so pretty. Yeah. I hate blue, but I love that dress. There was also a scene where she, again, it was like one of her flowy silk oh uh, nightgowns with the stripes. Oh. It was gorgeous. They literally, like, whenever she walks, they just flow behind her like the ghost I really of a want, dead, you know, I've told, child. I've told Michael from this the, many, That got really dark. I don't know why it went there. That's why I'm moving on. I said a ghost of a dead <laughs> child from, like... The 1700s or something. Yeah. So it was a long time ago, so we shouldn't feel sad. Go ahead. Wow. The child probably died from a disease that's very curable today, so we shouldn't worry about it. I am desperate to walk around my apartment in, like, little flip-flop kitten heels and robes. I know. That's all I want to do all day. I know. I know. It would be too much. Like, it would be like, like if if someone found me dead or if there was, like, a fire and I had to get out, people would be like, we live next to that, you know? And I would be like, yes, you do. And Respect me. They would be like, well, it's L.A. And then I would be like, great, see you at brunch. And then you'd see them at brunch. And you'd be like, remember when? No, oh. I would cancel on brunch 10 minutes right. before I'm supposed to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, Blanche comes and just stands in the doorway. And she goes, I am nothing but a cheap, tawdry slut. Oh, and then Rose is like, wait. Blanche. Yeah, because <laughs> she's her back is facing her. Yeah. So then... Jerry comes over and yeah. him and Blanche, the way they're sitting on the couch. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. They're, it's like he just touched her inappropriately. They're facing forward. They're not touching. Yeah. Like you can tell Blanche is very aware of She's her so body She's so self-aware and, and how much he yeah. doesn't want to touch her. I know. Which is the most disgusting, awful feeling ever when you know someone just doesn't want to touch you. Yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting that he stormed out of the motel, but then is going to come to her. Yeah. House. Yeah, he probably was he probably felt bad about that as he should. Maybe. Um anyway, so Blanche is like, you know, I'm sorry and I hope we can still be friends. And she's like, Why don't you find me attractive? And he's like, Are you kidding? And I'm like, 
well, brah, what do you mean? Are you kidding? Yeah. He's- you literally were like, gross, disgusting. Let me out of this Hawaiian hellhole. You ran out on her. Like, yeah. fuck you, Jerry. He didn't. Here's the thing. He didn't even enter all she when he first got there, she was basically like champagne. And yeah. he was like, um, what's going on? Ugh. And it's like, what you guys have been dating? What do you mean? What's going on? I think Blanche dodged a bullet. I think we should put Jerry and Miles on a rocket and ship them to the yes. moon. Yes, I 100 percent agree. Mm. Michael made a really good point that when he was he was saying to her why he's this way and that and that he he just believes in romance and things being the old way and a kiss is more than just a kiss and because like, he married his wife right out of high school. Blah blah blah. Thanks for the Lifetime TV movie. Go die. Um, but he was like stroking her face and as he was doing that, Michael was like. Well, that's a killer. Like yeah. that's someone you what, know is going to kill you. you. His kink is killing people. Yeah, yes. like that's like <laughs> that made me laugh. Blanche dodged a bullet. Blanche, this was the beginning of Michael Peterson's staircase right here. That's what Blanche was going to be. I'm rewatching it. Also, Michael Peterson totally didn't do it. I don't think he did it either. But did you see my Frida Black remake video? I did. I great? love it. Thank you. Bisexual. Bisexual. Purity filled. <laughs> that's not how soulmates conduct themselves. <laughs> Anal sex. Anal sex. It's so great. Homosexual. Homosexuals. God, I'm obsessed. Oh, she's. If I ever did like a RuPaul's Drag Race, she would be my snatch game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody would be, I'm sure, would be um, uh, Sheila from Wild Wild Country. And then you guys would have like a face off. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Because she would be like. You, you guys can suck my dick. That's because yes. that's what Sheila would say. I, I, I think I'm going to try to do Frida Black and drag. That's my goal. I like it. Pencil thin eyebrows. You're oh. going to have to shave those off. No, you don't shave. You just, you, just, you just get the glue and you glue them down and then you do the eyebrows. Great. Yeah. Great. Anyway, where were we? Um, he. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so. This whole scene made me feel so uncomfortable. It was an awkward it, ending. It was not sexy. Um, he, he comes back to kiss her, and well, and- but before all that, he's like, um, he's like, you know, to me, a first kiss is still the sexiest thing in the world. And she's like, get out of here, in the lowest register. Um, and then um, he starts like stroking her face and it's disgusting and then like you were saying he kind of goes to the door and then he hesitates and he comes, comes back. back and you see how massive he is when, yeah. they, when they do kiss because he stands directly above her and she stands below him and oh yeah he, her eye line he is like down. at his belly button literally she was doing a yoga pose to kiss him yeah. like she was leaning back as far as she could just to kiss him and then they have a, a sweet little kiss that was like I'm gonna kill you later and then he leaves and, but what? before that happens he comes back over before he even kisses her, because remember, there's a good 10 seconds of him just staring at her. Yeah. They play oh, the, the death sad, music. sweet music that they usually reserve for when people die for on this, this show. For this nothing character, this soon-to-be serial killer. Like... Nah, anyway, it's meant to be like a very delicate moment of romance. Yeah. And he kisses Blanche. And this scene reminds me of like... It reminds me of the soldier episode where the soldier came back. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like an on-screen version of those romance novels mm-hmm. with Fabio on the cover mm. where it's like he can't if you were to butter. read it yes yeah. can't believe it's not Blanche Butter yeah. 
he like caresses her face and 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 like he whispers into her and then he strokes softly like all yeah. those adjectives that you hear in those cheesy romance books that I definitely don't read. Do you have That's coffee? what we see on screen. Yeah. And then he walks away and then and, and Blanche she's is, just frozen. He walks she's away frozen. with Blanche's breath in his hand. Yeah. And then she's Rose Madonna comes frozen out. 1998. She is. Yeah. And then Rose comes out and she's like, how'd things go with Jerry? And she's like bouncing. She's so yeah. just like, I had no point in this scene. I'm yeah. only here to end it. I'm only here to sit quietly in the chair and reflect on the weird thing you said before walking out of the room. Literally, how to go with Jerry? And he's like, he wanted to take it slow and, and, and. Have an old fashioned have an old romance. Fashioned romance. And how do you feel about that, Blanche? How does that make you feel? Like a lady. Do, 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 do. Sad and then music. literally Rose in the chair sort of sits back in the chair and goes, mm. like, mm. that's sweet. She doesn't say that, but that's how that's the face she gives. And then that's the episode. And that's the episode. That's what I meant when I said this was a snoozer episode. It was one of those episodes you're just like, OK, Except they knew they were ending. They knew they were ending. <laughs> then we have the tag where Weekend at Bernie's That's comes right. by mm-hmm. to take Rose out yes. again, doing his British accent. Yes. And she's like, I have a boyfriend, even though Miles is about to cheat on her with Dorothy. <sighs> Men love my cupcakes. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, I'm going to be Paul because uh, Ernie's sick yeah. or whatever, which is funny because Ernie... One letter away from Bernie. <gasps> what? Oh, and when did Weekend and Bernie come out? It was around this 80s. time. It was in the 80s. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. I think it was early 90s. No, I think it was in the 80s, but I'll double check. check you could yeah. be right. I could be wrong. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's came out in 89. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so then she's like, grabs her purse, and they're going to go out and get coffee. That's weird Ugh. that he did Weekend at Birdies and then this. You'd think he would have like gotten some good roles from Weekend at Birdies. Well, he I, was Bernie. I also feel like <laughs> maybe he's perfect for Rose, right? Because he does funny voices, which yeah. we know Rose loves. She does sock puppets and makes like ice cream cones talk and stuff. Also, <laughs> he writes weird ass music. I want ice cream now. We know that Rose probably grew up listening to very strange music. We know she was radioactive, and so were the Beatles. Yeah, because they set America aflame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe Rose actually would hit it off really well with him. But she dodges it and says, "No, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't." But I'm then sorry. she goes. Yeah, yeah. Because she knows what's good for her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cheat on Miles. Miles. (laughs) All right. That was the episode. It was fine. It was fine. I just enjoyed spending this time with you and with all the listeners. Yeah. Yeah, This is one of those episodes that you're just like, yeah, it was good. Even when it's not a great episode, it's still fun to talk about it. I do have a golden takeaway from this episode. Great. Hit me. My golden takeaway is uh, it pertains to Dorothy and how... She shouldn't get so excited over one man. You know, she should feel it out and not, Mm -hmm. no one should be that excited because no one's that perfect. And as we found out with this bad Beatles impersonator, he's not perfect. In fact, he sucks. Mm -hmm. Don't put all your eggs in one basket is what I'm saying. That's a great golden takeaway. Thank you. My golden takeaway for this episode is um, just communicate with people. Even if you've only just started dating, don't play games because then you'll end up like Blanche and your life will literally fall apart because you'll think that you're undesirable 
just because she couldn't have a conversation with Our this golden guy. Our golden takeaways are very love line, very serious. They are. Michael, do you want to do a golden takeaway? Oh, yeah. What's your takeaway from this episode, Michael? Not to put you on the spot. You can say no, but would you like to? Okay, great. Never trust a serial killer. True. That's great. You just sat up in your seat as yeah. if that was the most profound thing that has ever entered your ears and well, into your brain. It's obviously 100% true. Yeah. Don't trust a serial killer unless he agrees to let you. <laughs> Michael's pointing at himself. Unless he agrees oh, no. to let, if, let you film him like, on the staircase and then totally trust a serial killer because you're going to have a great Netflix doc in your hands. But you keep saying serial killer, A, as if Michael Peterson killed his wife, B, I'm just as saying, if he's an actual serial there killer. There is some doubt there. We don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. The owl could have done it. I feel strongly that he didn't do it. Do you feel strongly the owl did it? I feel pretty strongly that the owl did it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Why? Because there's lots of other areas that it could have gone to. Like what? Or I think that she could have fallen and hit her head on the... Yeah, I think she also could have just fallen. Yeah. Or he could have killed her. I I just... I have a hard time looking at the way he behaves... Maybe he trained the owl, like I he mean, was like the Harry Potter owl trainer. More off this, the similarities between the two murders are uncanny, A. And B... We should have put a spoiler alert warning at the B, top of this. I mean, this is a pretty old case. We don't know this by now. Why is Netflix behaving as if this is a brand new thing? There's They're three like, new episodes. Okay. All right. Those are the ones I'm watching then. But I feel yeah. Netflix is like, check out this brand new thing. It's know, our original. I'm like, please. They're, they're really Don't act it. like you made 90% I mean, of this. There, I could see... And, and hint, the way he's acting doesn't shock me because he He's a vain as fuck, like arrogant dude who oh, and he was always that way. I mean, he was he was a star dude, and he he lied about his service, and he lied. I mean, there's he's not a great guy necessarily. Right, but as we learned in Gone Girl, yeah, you can be a shitty husband. That's very true. Who didn't kill your wife? I'm just saying. Oh my god, guys, I'm so sorry. Spoiler for Gone Girl. <laughs> I am. We just need to shut up. This yeah, isn't a podcast about spoiling. We should end it. Yeah, let's just end it. Okay, okay. great. So don't sleep with a serial killer. Um. If you guys are following along with the podcast, the next episode we'll be watching is Questions and Answers, which is when Dorothy goes on Jeopardy and makes a great Donald oh my Trump God, joke. I love that episode. Yes. Yeah. And in the meantime, you guys can go to outonthelanai.com and get all the fun goodness about the podcast. We're mm-hmm. on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, at Golden Girls Pod. We're Facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. Hey, Jalen, don't you have a new podcast? I do. And it's called You're Making It Worse. It is a comedy podcast hosted by my Myself, Ellie Glazer, and Brent Sullivan for Starburns Industry. And you can go subscribe to it on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And also, you can follow me at HLN Scott on everything. Namaste. I am Squiddy Squid on Twitter, Squidzy on Instagram, still not on Snapchat. Don't understand it. And you guys can still watch me on the IMDb show on Mm -hmm. IMDb. And that's all I have to plug. You can so. um, still see me at the local McDonald's on Sunday afternoons getting mm. a cone. Yeah. I love their cones. Mm. Love their cones. It's I love like a McFlurry. 200 calories. It's oh. just it's a perfect little amount of just... Mm. Mm. Yeah. That was a great word. That yeah. was a great sound mm. yeah. to describe the way it is dispensed. It's sort of a play on like Alyssa Edwards and just me going... Oh. It's not quite... Show me again. The difference. Sorry, one more time. So this is Alyssa. Yeah. Okay. And this is me. Oh. There's a difference. There's a difference. I see. There's a real difference. All right. Thank you. Until next time, everybody. (laughs) Remember, stay stay golden. golden.
Mama. <laughs>